You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. you weren't ready to hear that music again it's time for i am the prize Woo! it's been what like four or five months since we recorded last the emmys i mean i wouldn't know i wasn't there for that, Is that march yeah shaq you, man you've been gone for a long time dude i've been gone i've been at the other side of the world for like six months for like family emergency stuff so like dude i left right before the oscars happened yeah and that bummed me out because i heard that show was trash but kind of amazing but also pretty trash <laughs> And just, yeah, I just heard it was a mess. Oh, Melina, Rose, and I had a field day trashing that ceremony. It was just, it was, it was so painful to watch. I can't believe that they made a big deal. Like, Steven Soderbergh's going to help make this right. You know, he's recording it, giving a cinematography style to it. It's like, really? Because it just looks washed out and dull. (laughs) Okay, mission accomplished, Steven. You made it look like your worst movies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, that makes sense. You're more uh, J-Lo and Clooney in the trunk. (laughs) uh but yeah that was that was not good so we have a little time before the oscars this year because they keep making it later and later with i mean i get it all the covid stuff going on but what the nominations will be announced till the 8th of february from what i last checked so we yeah we got some time so i figured we could do a little catch-up recording basically we'll react to the golden globes a month late or however long it's been since those nominations came out (laughs) uh but then also give people a bit of a heads up as to what to expect coming out you know to say hey be on the lookout for these major competitors that everyone's predicting kind of thing but yeah like i said i'm justin and over there is Shaq. what's up hey and over there is bradley hello yay so and then sounds like everyone had a pretty good christmas this year you know everything pretty quiet pretty chill yeah basically it was a chill quiet christmas which is exactly what i needed considering everything yeah well, i mean I mean, we won't get any details if you don't want to share any of that kind of stuff but you know i'm glad everything seems like it sounds like it's working out on your end there so yeah, yeah things things are things are good that's great as good as they can be for right now but yeah they're good yeah no and then uh, bradley it sounds like your household is pretty hectic with that time of year as usual or... yeah it's always full always exciting lots of snacks He's got a big ass family. Like shit is busy for him every single day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I believe it. <laughs> it's hey. fun times. I enjoy. I enjoy it. One day I'll be maybe a fraction of the way there on my family's side. <laughs> but... Like, I, wait, wait, Brad. How many kids do you have again? What is it? Six. It's how long have you been gone? It's been it's eight now. Eight. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Eight kids, dude, like Justin. You remember the N sixty four video of that kid freaking out, like Nintendo sixty four. Remember, imagine eight of those. <laughs> no, we we just bought Smash and we're having exactly. a lot of fun with My that. Point, exactly. A lot of fun with that. Yeah, dude, you've got a full eight player roster in your house. You can make a full yeah. Smash tournament. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we're we're still trying to plan for our first eventually, whenever that comes around. But then eight, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, it'll yeah. creep up on you, Justin. Watch out. I know it will, uh, but thankfully I'm I have some control in when that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise it was a pretty chill Christmas. Uh, I I told a little bit of the story before we recorded, but basically, well, I did a big thing and I got my wife money to buy an iPhone and it's almost literal blood money because I, I spent it donating plasma for the last like three months. <laughs> when you say blood money, it's like, yo, I turned you a life of crime. <laughs> Justin's out here like an African warlord selling blood diamonds. <laughs> New Joseph Coney in the house here. Yo, Looking oh. like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Blood Diamond. <laughs> Blood Diamond. <laughs> no, oh no. Oh my god. Oh my god, we get to remake Blood Diamond. <laughs> You're Leo and I'm Chiman Hudson. <laughs> I am not your partner. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the diamonds? <laughs> oh my god. No, but Lexi really appreciated it. She's been needing a new phone badly. Like her phone is like six or seven years old, so she Jesus. it's about time to update. So. Yeah. That's great. Uh, but yeah, so we I know all of us have been busy watching various stuff. Like I know Shaq is probably way ahead of both of us in terms of catching up on Oscar releases stuff. Oh, hell no. Oh, really? <laughs> Oscars are probably more further back than everybody. But like, I've just been catching up on just like, when I say I've been catching up on movies, I've been catching up on schlock. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had higher aspirations than that. But. Oh, no. Bro, bro, do you know me? <laughs> Like, okay. I'm out here watching, like, Don't Breathe 2, thinking, Ooh. oh, is it going to be any good? No, it's not. <laughs> I could tell just from watching the trailer it was not worth my time. I mean, time. I did. I just wanted to see how grimy it would actually be. And, it like, it, it, thankfully, it's grimy, but it's still trying to redeem the irredeemable. Yeah. which And it doesn't work. It's amazing how they made him irredeemable just because at first you're like, well, these main characters are the douchebags so they broke into his house. And then they go. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, he's much worse. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go, but he's the only character people liked in that first movie. So I guess we'll make another thing with him. It, it, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I just been catching on random nods. Like, don't don't expect me to go like, man, I saw Power of the Dog today because I still have it. Oh, oh, that movie's great. So. I would like to, but like, I just have it like. I have no ability to. No, fair yeah, it's like well, over two hours. Well, that one's on Netflix, so it's pretty oh, it's easy. A, okay, you know, it's on Netflix, and I'll catch it on Netflix. There I'll watch that after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that one's totally worth your time. Just uh, be wide awake when you watch it. It's a, it's a slow burn of a movie. Oh. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Did you see the piano? I did not see the piano. Okay, so it's very similar to that in terms of Jane Campion's movies. It's very... It's very arty, you know. It's very dry. Okay, it's very yeah. poetic. But it is. It's a. It's one of the best movies I saw this year for sure. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. No, but uh, I heard you also caught up on Pig recently. I did. I saw that this morning, and it's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. Who would have thought a good Nicolas Cage movie, right? <laughs> Dude, man, y'all need to put some respect on my boy Cage. Yeah. He is good. It's just sometimes he just owes money and takes <laughs> projects that you know aren't the best of his abilities, or you know. They bring out the kooky side, but this one is very, yeah. it's very dramatic. It's very artistic. I don't think it'll get any worse consideration, even though it should. You know, it's funny because I, I also don't think it's going to make it to the big cut, but his name is popping up on a bunch of Critics Award nominations. So like, I could see like even I could even see it getting nominated for like a Screen Actors Guild Award, but that's about it. Like that's about as major yeah. as I think it'll get. Maybe 
Maybe a BAFTA, but probably not, because isn't BAFTAs just like strictly uh, to like British film? No, no. Yeah. In fact, the BAFTAs are the number one predictors of the Oscars, almost always. Oh, wow. That's the thing. If it if it didn't get a Golden Globe nomination, it's not going to get. I don't think it's going to get a BAFTA. Yeah. Which okay. uh, spoiler, he he wasn't nominated for the Golden Globe, so we'll get to that exactly. in a bit. But no, but no cool. He, like he does a really good job in it. Yeah. No, I was hoping to catch Licorice Pizza probably like tomorrow or something like that because it's playing in one of my theaters nearby. So mm-hmm. that's be good. But yeah, so why don't we just jump right into it and talk about these Golden Globe nominations? Woo! Yes. So uh, this is gonna well, you know, it's actually a good time that we're recording this now because the Golden Globes will apparently broadcast on the ninth in uh, January. Which oh, shit. okay, here's the thing that's going on with Golden Globes. So you all probably heard the news that for a while people were boycotting the Golden Globes, like actually just because there's a whole thing about diversity within the Golden Globe rankings. I mean, in terms of their like you know, the people voting there, which to be oh, fair, the, the Hollywood Foreign Press. Oh, they they're known to be corrupt as hell. Well, I mean, it's one thing to be corrupt, but you know, it's another thing with like it's mostly old white European dudes that, voting for the, it. The irony of foreign press. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, te- it's technically is foreign, just not diverse foreign. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, also yes, the Golden Globes. We've said it before many, many times. They are freaking corrupt, and they will literally give a nomination to anybody who pays them enough to be present at the ceremony, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, out of the blue. They decided to put out nominations, no, not even televised. And from what I hear, we don't know if they're actually going to televise the ceremony because there's still the boycotting effect from a lot of people from Hollywood where they're just like, no, nah, we're not going to go there. No, nah, we're not going to do that. And apparently the mm-hmm. foreign press are like getting on their hands and knees begging people to come to the ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. But they're going with the show anyways because, I mean – they can't stop, so... It's too late. Yeah, even though they said they wouldn't do a ceremony this year, they're going to like, well, technically we just said we wouldn't do a ceremony. It doesn't mean we won't... A televised one. <laughs> yeah, that's some, uh, that's some loophole logic there. So, yeah, a few weeks ago... So, it wasn't exactly a month. It was about two weeks ago. They put out the nominations, which it feels like a month. It's been freaking long as it is. It does. But let's yeah. just start from the top here. The big motion picture nominees, because, you know, they do drama and musical comedy... So for Best Drama, they nominated Belfast, Coda, Dune, King Richard, and The Power of the Dog. So, I don't know if you saw King Richard, Shaq. <laughs> I did but... not. Uh, I wanted to, but I just, again, that was one of those, I, no, it, I was already back by the time it was out, but yeah, I just haven't had the chance to. And yeah, like I heard, I heard very good things, but I was just kind of like, I didn't didn't have i never had an urge to really go out of my way for it the only thing i heard was consistent was just like will smith is great that's about it he's really good yeah, in the that, role that's I what just, i'd say i'm amazed that people are so like oh it's gonna be a best picture candidate i'm like man that movie's like two and a half hours long and it doesn't really get exciting until the last hour honestly because mm-hmm. it's just one thing it's a very traditional biopic just with some good acting and some good moments here and there kind of thing but I don't know. I feel I feel like I'm the minority, and so were everyone else on the review with me. But it's like, yeah, it's fine. It was okay. But if it gets a Best Picture nomination, I can't stop it, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stop King Richard. I'm going out there with my bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... No, it's, uh, it's a very paint-by-numbers sports movie, which didn't have a lot of good sports sequences yeah, actually, in it. the sports parts were the weakest part of the movie because uh, they're filming I don't filming know if you can tennis. film tennis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, is tennis, like, not a very cinematic sport, maybe? It's, it, like, it, 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 like, in real life it is, but in cinematic form it's really hard to do. I you have say. to really have a good eye for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. There's a there's a sequence of dialogue between uh, King Richard and his uh, wife uh, in the third act that's incredible. And I think that sequence alone is well-deserved for any nomination Will Smith gets moving forward. Everything that's not involving scenes like that are kind of dull. So I'd recommend it, but not... Good as yeah. Will, Will Smith is in the movie, Anjanou Ellis, I think, is the one who's the real standout for the movie. Yeah, absolutely amazing performance. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I mean, she also got nominated for Supporting Actress this year, and that's totally deserved, I would say. She's absolutely. the best part of the movie, in my okay. opinion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, so I have not seen Coda yet, which I don't know if you guys have. I haven't. Yeah, the thing Apple is, TV. is, like, I see Coda, and I think about the Godfather 3 re-edit that just came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> Very different. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we're re- like we're nominating an, a re-edit of a movie now. <laughs> you know, there is new footage there, so it technically classifies as a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Sha- uh, Bradley, you said good. you saw it. Yeah, it's it's good. It's fun. It's a good family picture. Uh, kind of surprised. It's actually didn't this score huge wins at tiff as well well uh not just uh sundance with the big one it won and the sundance. top prize at, okay so yeah yeah so i mean i'm like oh what a lighthearted, fun comedy and drama and people are coming away with it more than i did so more power to them yeah well, it's it's fine that's one yeah. on my list of like ones to check out on apple because it's like a couple of big hitters like that one and then Tragedy Macbeth is going to come out of that in January. So those are definitely on my to-watch list, for sure. Yeah. But when you say TIFF, the one that was the giant winner at TIFF this year was Belfast. Which, which, yeah. which like, we haven't... We, I know we haven't talked vocally, but I know you've been a champion for this movie. Yeah, sorry, spoilers. Outside of The Father, which technically came out this year, but it's you know it was last year's Oscars, that was yeah. my favorite film this year. So. <laughs> the only thing, the thing is, is I saw a trailer for this not too long, and I was like, this is White Roma. <laughs> That's not incorrect. Kind of. yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're spot on. It is yeah. It is literally Roma just in Ireland. So. <laughs> this isn't my number one of the year, but it's my favorite of these five. Uh, me and my spouse literally packed up as much as we could carry in a bag and left a country. So Belfast hits really hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think anyone can really enjoy it, but. Yeah, my favorite of these five. It's probably the best non-Shakespeare thing Kenneth Branagh's ever made, I would say, personally. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is there really such a high bar when you got, like, Artemis Fowl? Yeah, <laughs> Thor and Artemis Fowl oh. and I, what, the Death on the Nile coming out, which looks terrible also. I mean, okay, I was not a huge fan of the other film you made, The uh, Murder of the Orient Express. So. The, no, that trailer showed up when I watched Tragedy of Macbeth, and I was like, man, this... <laughs> If there's ever a cast that's aged as poorly as Death on the Nile, and the movie's not even out yet. I know, right? <laughs> Army Hammer and Letitia Wright Army and all Hammer, those people. Gal Gadot, Letitia Wright, Russell Brand. All of it is just like, if there's any movie that got hurt more by the pandemic, it's this. More <laughs> yeah. than any other movie. Oh, boy. It's a really problematic ensemble. Yeah, you got a cannibal on there, and you got... <laughs> <laughs> But you, you gotta, you gotta say, you gotta say allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. He's, he, well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm looking out for both of you because doesn't he come from big oil money? So Ugh. allegedly, for our safety, he's. A oh my god! Okay, alleged. <laughs> Yo, so there was actual cannibal Shia Booth. Now we have alleged cannibal Army Hammer. <laughs> 
My goodness. Uh, but yes, I thought Belfast was great, and it actually was one of the most nominated films of the Golden Globes this year, which, to be fair, the cast is superb throughout the entire film, so they actually all deserve their attention they got. So, I mean, even Jamie Dornan, it's like, yeah, he's reminding us that he's more than the Fifty Shades of Grey guy, which is so good <laughs> so, that he's ignoring that part of his career. You know, he's he's trying to pull Robert Pattinson now, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think British actors should be held accountable for paycheck money from Hollywood, so... Well, I don't think most actors should be held accountable if they can actually prove That's it and back it up kind of thing. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, also, Dune getting nominated, which I'm so happy about that. That's crazy. <laughs> Honestly, that's crazy to me. Like, I saw it when I went to go see it. My first reaction was, I have no fucking clue how a general audience is going to react to this dense, weird <laughs> shit. And <laughs> surprisingly, people love this movie. <laughs> I'm happy for it. But it's just, it's so baffling to me that it, it like, we've gotten this far. Yeah. I mean, it was one of the surprise hits of the year. Because, I mean, it, the thing is, it had, a, like, two years to build up hype thanks to the pandemic. So that helped it for sure. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but, you know, the best thing, too, is that they really sold the idea of that it's going to be a big art movie. It's something to represent, like, the reason to go to the theaters to watch big, beautiful, epic movies kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it delivered, for the most part. Like, it wasn't my favorite movie of the year, but... I really appreciate what it accomplished for what it did. Kind of oh, thing. I respect. The thing is, I've said this a lot. It's a movie I respect more than I actually like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know Lexi loved it, so I can't really say much about it otherwise. Oh, okay, yeah. The, sure. the lore and world building is wonderful in this movie because they do it in very small, subtle ways. It's also the only movie on this list I've seen. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. No, it's probably for most people. I mean, and that's going to help it that a lot of people actually did go out to see it. So that'll help get some you know more attention for it during the critical mm-hmm. zoom. Uh, but then the last one here, which I did see, and I believe Brad saw too, was The Power of the Dog. Yeah, yeah. Which... Power of the Dog. That one is, like, in terms of, like, straight drama, it is definitely one of those, like, it was on my top five list this year, just because, you know, my other top films are mostly, like, musicals, comedies, kind of stuff like that. This one, though, very much a, this is an art movie drama film kind of thing. It's... Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really, really good. Totally deserves all the nominations it's got, too. I mean... At this point, it seems like Jane Campion might be the predicted winner for director this year, which is pretty Ooh. impressive. I think, I think this movie looks better than Dune, cinematography-wise. I'm just laying that out right now. It's definitely up. It's a very different style, but a very similar style at the same time, yeah. too. You which... know what? Because I haven't watched a single frame of like a trailer or anything, I'm going to watch Like I'll probably end up watching it today or tomorrow. I'm going to go with completely cold on this. Yeah, no, actually, cool. I did the same. It's hard to do nowadays. Yeah, no, I actually came in cold because I, I went in all the trailers and I saw like a couple stills. So I was like, I know the gist of what the movie's about, but it actually, it's one of those movies that does a rare thing where the plot of the movie changes like halfway through because okay. you think it's, you're going in thinking it's one thing and then a big thing happens. You're like, Oh, it's that kind of movie. <laughs> kind of thing. So, yeah. No, I'm, I'm very curious to hear what you think about it. <laughs> but, yeah. So, those are the drama picks. Now, we got the comedy picks. Woo! Which, so, first off, we got Cyrano, then Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, Tick, Tick, Boom, and West Side Story. That sounds about right, depending on what Yeah, the, the, like, these are basically the ones that I expected all to be here, especially within the musical comedy car- uh, category. Um, just initial thoughts. This is shit is either going to Licorice Pizza or Tick Tick Boom because those are the ones that have the biggest buzz, yeah. I think, towards like going forward. Cyrano, I only just found out was a thing yesterday when <laughs> I saw the trailer before Macbeth, 
And like it looks charming. I don't think it'll like I think it I don't think it'll go that far. Yeah, uh, I feel don't like... look up. Don't look up as a whole fucking backlash right now that like I'm not I'm not I'm not going to see it because it's just something with Adam McKay and his political satires are so obnoxious to me that mm-hmm. I, just, I can't do it. Um Licorice Pizza is a uh, PTA has never been like my guy, so like I never got the, the the major interest. I get it, but I don't get it. If that yeah. makes sense, sure, sure, yeah. And then Tick Tick Boom and My Side Story are musicals, and <laughs> I've already said that I don't like musicals. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I'll say this: uh, Tick Tick Boom was directed by Lin Manuel Miranda, and that it, don't, here's the thing: I don't know if that makes it any better or worse for me. <laughs> well, for me personally, that was my one of my That's ten fair. out of ten movies this year, so it was absolutely worth watching it for me. But I yeah, mean, I could get that if you don't like. My it's very much a movie about the joy of work. Well, the joy and the excruciating pain of making musicals, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I w- or you know, just writing. Like, in general. You know, you know. I will. I will say this in the case of West Side Story, like. The trailers played a lot whenever I was watching <laughs> movies in Germany, mm-hmm. and I will say that it looks incredibly shot. Like the, the oh yeah, <laughs> the framing that like Spielberg has for certain shots, like the shot of like the two gangs and the shadows collide mm-hmm. in the middle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a cool looking shot right there. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I still need to see it, but I mean, everyone said that it's a feast for the eyes. Like, I mean, which it's West Side Story. It should mm-hmm. be. That's what the original movie is really that's famous for. It's too. a visual feast. I heard it's visually great, and uh, Rachel Ziegler is great, but Asa Elkhorn is dog shit. That's all I've heard. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing where I've, I mean, look, and it's what, depending on the backlash, whatever is going on with his personal life or not, is that he's not right. a great actor. He's not the worst actor, but he's not a very great actor kind of thing. But the, so. that's the thing. I've heard, like, even, yeah, putting all that other stuff aside, I heard he's just very miscast in this. Yeah, he. It, the, it's the weird trend of Spielberg to find young white actors and try to launch their careers because he did that with every other white actor in Hollywood. With like what uh, the dude from Ready Player One, Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> all those people. Yeah, He's got t- some weird t- thing t- with like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, Leo DiCaprio. He nurtured him for a while, kind of thing, early in his career. So that's <laughs> oh, true. Wow. That's true. Yeah, hmm. I don't. It's it's his mission to find these young guys and try to launch them, and then it's like. Uh, it's about a <laughs> some of them don't work. Yeah, <laughs> some do not work. Flat, yeah. I mean, he he discovered Christian Bale to be fair too with uh, Empire of the Sun. So that's true. Good point. Good point. Well, Sh- Shia LaBeouf was good until he was crazy. Is all, and yeah. I don't mean crazy as in crazy. I mean doing crazy things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once he put on the bag, that was uh, a big turning point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, and don't look up. I kind of agree on that sense because, like, I, I mean, I've made it very vocal. I don't care for recent Adam McKay stuff. Like, okay, to be fair, I love The Big Short, and I really love Succession now that I caught up on it. But that's also not exclusively an Adam McKay thing. It's Jesse Armstrong, the guy who wrote. Uh, he was one of the writers on In the Loop and and The Thick of It. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, incredible shows. Just a yeah. bunch of like grown ass people who hate each other for like ninety minutes. Yes, that makes sense. Well, and that's the yeah. thing too is that. <laughs> Thankfully, has more than just that. That's a big deal with it, but it actually gives them depth and humanity. So it's not just bad people doing bad things for three seasons. Sure, but, yeah, yeah. But I just feel like Adam McKay's recent stuff, like because I mean, you guys heard I hated Vice. I thought that was just yeah. Obnoxious. I remember. Yeah, you you. A lot of people yeah, didn't you did, care for you Vice. Really did. Yeah, yeah, and that thing is like it's not even a political matter. It's a I thought it was a sloppily made, obnoxious movie personally, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I hear. Which it's weird that. Don't Look Up has been the number one watch thing on Netflix for like three days straight now. Yeah, because oh, there's wow. a massive cast on it. And also, uh, y'all aren't on Twitter like that, but like there's 
discourse hell. Dude, no, uh, what's his name? Uh, David Sirota, who's like the co-writer of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's been going on a fucking tear because a lot of people don't like his movie. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> like we're talking like he is mad online. <laughs> That's the last thing you want to do is like going, you guys are all freaking right? wrong. You don't get my movie. And like a lot of people, they're trying to pivot this into like, oh, the, the people who don't like this don't get it. It's about climate change. Like, no, they understand. <laughs> How can they, they not get it? They, they literally beat you over the head with it in the movie. Yeah, like, this movie is about climate change. Yeah. See, I keep hearing, I keep hearing that there's subtlety to it. And, uh, I think it's fine. I laughed at a lot of jokes that had nothing to do with the allegory. But it's like you're saying, Justin, there's nothing clever here. I thought it was not clever on purpose with how loud and in your face the messaging was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just one of the things where I just I don't like this phase of Adam McKay's career because even I, I, I went ahead and I saw the ending just because I was curious what actually happens in the end. Yeah. Oh. And I get what he was trying to do with it. But. Why does he keep doing this incoherent thing with his editing style? Because it worked in big short in spurts, like when he does the weird like flash edits of yeah, things. Yeah, I never. Sure. Here's like I didn't like it then, and I <laughs> that's that always seemed like a weird choice. But the yeah, there's a lot of it. Can use that? That's annoying as hell. Oh, it's got there's worse. a ton of it in this movie. Yeah, it's yeah. gotten worse now. Like the ending is nothing but like the main scene being spliced in you know frequently with weird random images of like. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but just just crazy yeah. stuff going on. So like, it's it's visually representative, but it's no, just it's like that through the whole movie too. Just uh, it's it's nonstop. Uh, that's annoying uh, shit. <laughs> it, it only worked in moments in Big Short. Like that thing is like it was used well there to make visual representations, and I get it. But then Vice got really bad with it, and then this movie got really bad with it. So. <laughs> uh, that's a bummer. But and then uh, you know, Cyrano, like we said, it's that's the thing. It's like. It looks great. It looks fun. I don't know any place that's showing it nearby me, and I probably won't be able to watch it till January. Same. So, because I don't. I, is it even out? It, it's been in yeah. limited release so far. So, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, anything with Peter Dinklage in it is worth a second look, except for what was it? That yeah. one film he did, the post-apocalypse film with the girl from Game of Thrones, I think, too. Oh right. Like, yeah, that's like, I saw. No yeah, idea. like I said, I saw the Cyrano trailer and I was like, "Oh shit, Peter Dinklage! Oh sick, uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr." And then I saw Haley Bennett, who's like, "I'm in love with her," and I was like, "All right, I'm going to bear through this musical because it is a musical." And I was <laughs> yeah. like, "I would do it for her." I mean, she is taken, man, but <laughs> I don't get. Listen, I'll give a fuck. Fuck Joe, right? I know you directed this. I'm gonna fight him. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, she is great. She's great. I'm looking forward to seeing it because me and my wife here are Joe Wright fans. Yeah. So I'll see it eventually. He, he's also one of those directors where he's either really, really hit or really, really miss because he got, T- on the one terrible, hand, yeah. a tome. No. <laughs> on the other hand, pan. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But no, I think we've talked a lot about these. I mean, Liquor's Pizza, I mean, I'll see it eventually. I, I hear from what people have said that it's not as dark as other pta films have been recently where it's a little bit like mm-hmm. trying to be kind of a lighter touch of his of his thing so uh but anyways yeah those are the main best picture ones and you can listen to my review on tick tick boom i already raved about it on there <laughs> but yeah i'm on there too uh, that's right you were you and uh i believe it was tc and harmony as well so yeah we all liked it a lot so then we got acting here now a lot of these are kind of expected choices but then there's a few out of the blue ones i wanted to touch on has have any of you heard of Swan Song by chance? I've heard of it. Yeah, I've seen the I've trailer seen it. and it looks interesting. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, uh, I, saw it. I think the site's going to do a review for it like the next day or two. If I saw the recording schedule correctly, but 
I hadn't heard about this at all until I saw Mahershala Ali got nominated for Best Actor in a Drama. So I'm like, oh, cool <laughs> kind of thing. He's incredible. Oh, wait, so did you see it already? I did. Oh, you did? I, oh. If you ask me what I, I think of the premise of the show, I think it's horrible. <laughs> and somehow through Mahershala Ali's acting and performance, it's a dual role. Uh, oh. Spoilers, I guess. Sorry. Mm. My whole perspective turned around, and that is such a rarity for someone my age and shade. So <laughs> I think he's amazing, and I'm glad to see that he's nominated. Great. I mean, he's been on a roll lately. I haven't seen any bad performances come out of him. So, I mean, even yeah, yeah. showing up in Me Invincible, yeah. he's great in. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, Javier Bardem in uh, Being the Ricardos. Okay, I'm just going to say this. Why they cast a Spaniard to play a Cuban, I don't know. <laughs> Man, you because know they didn't look into that. Because he's Hispanic. They're, yeah. they're all the <laughs> they same. Didn't, they didn't research where he was from. They, he's, he's a huge name. And, yeah, look, uh, I love Padre Bardem. He's like, you know, he's, he is great. I am part Spaniard myself, so I have a little pride of that. But still, it's like, there you go. but why are you getting him to play notably Cuban actor Desi Arnaz? <laughs> I don't know. you got some explaining to do, friend. Here's the thing. Here's the <laughs> I just thing. picture him reading it like the dude from No Country for Old Men. <laughs> I know he's I know he's not the casting director, but like to me, Aaron Sorkin in the last couple of years, I've grown to hate this man. So yeah. like at this point, I'm like, yeah, of course he wouldn't fucking do his research. Nah, he uh, <laughs> he just saw that it was Javier Bardem and Nicole Kidman in the movie, so it's like, okay, yeah, that sure. works for me. <laughs> well, Bardem was uh, also a cameo in Dune, and it uh, almost invincible cameo. That's yeah. true. He was in yeah, in like the last in like the last third of the movie. Yeah, he's yeah, great. Yeah, he shows up man. for like a scene in the beginning and then a scene in the end. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of the the books are very thick and dense, of course. But the interaction between him and the uh, Atreides, it, it's so fun. And he nailed it. And yeah, that you know, one scene, scene where um, the, the spit scene was like the one moment the audience yeah. laughed in the whole movie. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and they needed those laughs because that's a dense movie. Like oh, said, yeah. So. Uh, but then the other three nominees are people who are pretty much expected to be on the final list, which is going to be Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. For Power of the Dog, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel for the the Tragedy of Macbeth. That, yeah. That's and yeah, like I have seen Tragedy of Macbeth, and he does a, a fantastic job. Like, don't think he's gonna do like his Denzel is like no, he's <coughs> remember he is a trained actor. Like he did broad, Broadway for a number of years. Like this is him fully going Shakespearean with it, and it's oh, yeah. great. Oh yeah, no, he's got some talent, man. I mean, like, even seeing adds, his stuff like he. Like he adds layer, like he genuinely adds like layers to it. Um, it's not showy until it has to be showy, and then he's great. Uh, but everything else is like he has a quiet resentment about himself throughout the movie before he starts doing the Mac- crazy Macbeth shit that he does. Um, but he is amazing in it. Oh yeah, I don't think he'll win though. I think I think out of these five, it's Will Smith to win because he's got the biggest backing. Yeah, he's been on a lot of people's front runners. Which... I don't know if it'll translate to like the actual Oscar win, but I know for sure that if anything, he's gonna win this and he'll get a nomination in the Oscars. Yeah, he's currently a front runner for the Oscars too. Which I'm like, I've seen people who I liked better, but he is good, so I guess I can't complain too much. Well, also, he's as the Oscars do, he's kind of due. Well, especially with everything that we've learned about his family life, or like. I guess maybe an Oscar is a, a repayment for everything. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I couldn't watch those. It's too too much. So that I didn't finish it, but yeah. Is, is they, I'll catch the book, keep, I'm sure. 
<laughs> they keep taking exit because he just put out an autobiography, right? Yep. They yeah, keep yeah, taking yeah. out excerpts from that book and making it seem like he just recently did an interview where he's just like blurting this shit out out of nowhere. Like, well, there's no. that, but then there's the interview with Jada that he did where you're just like, oh, uh, Jada is kind of manipulating him really badly. <laughs> That's the other one. Yeah, that one I'll say. <laughs> the entanglement. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, so oh, I feel man. like this is Hollywood going, we're sorry, Will. Here you go. <laughs> Well, he's he's literally suffered for his art, man. (laughs) That's how you win these, right? You suffer. Yeah, but yeah, and then for comedy actor, I mean, it's mostly predicted people here, like Leo DiCaprio for Don't Look Up, Peter Dinklage for Cyrano, Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, who is currently my favorite performance of the year. So he was Mm -hmm. really, really yeah, mine too. Um, Cooper Hoffman for Licorice Pizza, which fun fact people don't know, that is Phyllis Hoffman's son who is in the movie. Yeah, I found that out like a couple weeks ago and I was like oh shit I didn't even realize he was that grown yeah I didn't realize he had right? a son until I saw that I was like oh like that Hoffman like my Dude, favorite actor Hoffman. ever very good at keeping his private life private oh yeah yeah uh, rest in peace Phil Seymour Hoffman mm-hmm. Dude, I, I miss him I mean yeah. I really do and then Anthony Ramos in The Heights which I would be more excited for except I didn't like that movie very much so <laughs> <laughs> um, out of these five uh, this is Andrew. Like I said with Will Smith, this is Andrew Garfield's to win. I can't see anyone got, else winning. Nice. He's got so much buzz on this. Oh yeah, no, he he owned that movie. Like that literally well, was he's all, a, like he's a triple threat in the movie too. He yeah, acts, he acts, dances, and sings. So oh yeah, he he had he did it all in this one. Like well, Anthony Ramos dances and sings, just not very well, in my opinion. His, his dancing is fine. His singing is wonderful. Yeah, he's much better singing yeah. than that one. Uh, for drama actress, man, it feels like. I don't want to say there's slim pickings for acting this year for ladies, but like, I'll say this. So Jessica Chastain is nominated for the eyes of Tammy Faye, which I hear she's the only thing worth watching in the movie. So yeah, good for her, I, I guess. Um, then you got Olivia Coleman for the lost daughter, which I am going to see, and I'm going to review it probably next week for this. Is that so. Netflix too? Yes, or? it is. So okay, I've only I'll heard of that movie right this minute. Yeah. So it, it's been getting a lot of buzz because <laughs> it's actually the directing debut for, Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, and apparently oh. Yeah, it's getting a lot of buzz for her. Okay, you know what? No matter had heard of this because I know she directed a movie. I just didn't know what the name was. Yeah, this is this is it. So, uh, but yeah, Olivia Coleman's nominated for this, which great. I love Olivia Coleman. Everyone else does too, I'm sure. So, uh, then you got Lady Gaga for House of Gucci again. The one thing people seem to like in that movie, <laughs> from which, what I hear. Man, we'll get to it, but just finish out the category. Yes, yeah. um, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos, and then apparently the front runner to win the Oscar this year, Kristen Stewart and Spencer, which. To be fair, I have seen, and she is really, really good in it. So I would not be shocked at all if she won. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I, what I, I think to the say... royal family's kiboshing that win, and they're <laughs> saying she does not get to win this. I yeah. see. But sorry, yes, go ahead, Jack. <laughs> but uh, what I want to say is, man, isn't it crazy how a lot of people were like, man, House of Gucci is going to be a big front runner for everything this year. And then the movie came out, and that buzz, aside from like Lady Gaga, that buzz essentially just evaporated. Once they saw Jared Leto's performance, they're like, ooh. Yeah. Because <laughs> he came out here looking like fucking Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> hey, I'm an Italian man. everybody. <laughs> She's a real spicy meatball. Yeah, I've, I've heard all of it is just loud and offensive. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, 
And even funnier, when you see the real dude he's playing, he doesn't look jack like that dude. <laughs> like, I just heard it's just, yeah, just two different movies happening at the same time. That, like, Weird. Adam Driver is, like, going for, like, the serious, like, dramatic, and Jared Leto is just doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. But, and then, yeah. being the Ricardos, I mentioned... Fucking Aaron Sorkin is the goddamn devil. Uh, and Kristen Stewart is, yeah, also surprisingly, I heard is a frontrunner because I heard she's fantastic in it. Yeah. Like, now, like, what, she has been a fantastic actress for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And this seems like the, what might be, I think it might be the push for her to be, like, hit the top spot. Yeah. What, what I was saying about the royal family, I don't like the royal family. Sure. Am I allowed to say that? Oh, dude, I, the royal family sucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, I hate the royal family. I think that they are on the phone right now with lawyers being like, sync that performance, because I think it's an incredible performance. That's the thing. I think everyone hates the royal family except for Diana. Everyone <laughs> loves yeah. No matter what. Dude, bro, <laughs> listen, yeah. I don't know why, but like, there, like there's a whole list. Like, Y'all will understand this, but there's like a list of white people that black people absolutely love, and for some reason, Princess Diana is on that list. Like, bro, when she died, I remember this. Like, I was barely alive when that happened, but I remember the tragedy of like people being upset about this. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I can't remember that face very well, but I do know, like, literally everyone I talk to, everyone's like, oh, yeah, Princess Diana, so tragic, so sad, you know, kind of thing like that, so. But, you know, things like, I thought Spencer was a good movie, but she was definitely the best part of it, kind of thing, you know, like, where it was definitely, she was the standout, and it's funny, because I know um, Chris on the site hated the movie, so. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, is I heard that it's, like, a weird, like, it's not exactly a biopic, like, it is a biopic, but not really. It's more yeah. like Steve yeah. Jobs in terms of like it's an interpretation of a of a moment kind of thing, you know. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, she's an expression of anxiety we all can relate to. I think, especially this year. Oh sure. And it's, I think Leonardo DiCaprio in Don't Look Up was going for it, but she mastered it somehow. And there's moments of joy in her life in this film, and those also resonate. So when she's having a mental breakdown, for lack of a better term, it's so incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. And the score that accompanies her acting is amazing as well. I loved this performance. I went in going, I hate the royal family. I don't give a crap about this movie. <laughs> and then 30 minutes in, after the, I'll call it the soup scene, I was like completely immersed completely immersed in the story so yeah i hope she wins oh yeah (laughs) no that's exactly the moment i thought of too uh (laughs) but yeah i mean other than that everyone else looks solid on the list now there's the comedy acting uh, category here where you got marion cotillard for annette which i'm like okay people remembered annette happened apparently i thought everybody was like trashing that movie because of a baby or something oh so you know what i i found it on uh, amazon prime it's actually streaming there right now i scrolled through the movie just to get a look of it that baby is very disturbing, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> you got an ugly ass baby. Oh no, it's a puppet. That's the thing, is that they give birth to a puppet baby in the movie. And you're like Wow. Okay, this hyper. Okay, so this year was just like the year of weird babies with like this and Titan. Yeah. <laughs> so is it a is it a budget thing like from American Sniper, or is it like no, an art choice listen, that it's a puppet? It's Leo's Karak, so I'm assuming he intentionally did that weirdest shit. Yep. Oh, okay. So it's it's a weird metaphoric thing, like that they view her as a commodity more than a person kind of thing. So throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing, she's seen as a puppet until the very end of the movie. So, but it's still 
uncomfortable to look at for a big chunk of the movie. <laughs> sure. <yeah. laughs> you imagine, like, in the world of that, you guys got to go, like, oh, look at the Cuban. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that Seinfeld episode with the, you gotta see the baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a freaking, we- it's an opera too, which makes it even weirder for that movie. So. <laughs> sure. Anyway, yeah. uh, then they got uh, Alana Haim for Licorice Pizza, which everyone's saying she's really good in. So she could be a weird Dark Horse nominee this year uh, if any of the other like fifth place people kind of fall through. Then you got Jennifer Lawrence for Don't mm-hmm. Look Up, which, man, an actress who I've kind of fallen out of love with just because... She doesn't seem to try as hard anymore. I mean, but it feels like America's fallen out of love with her. For some it's yeah. sad. I I don't know what happened. I'm like, man, she, she was. So she has great. the best joke. She has the best through joke in the movie, and it has nothing to do with the pandemic or climate change. Fair so enough. I think that's why she got the token nomination out of the huge ensemble. Yeah, uh, Emma Stone for Cruella, which I just don't have words for that. It, it feel <laughs> this, this it's is fine. Every year with the Golden Globes, there's always that one nomination. You're like. You're only here to fill out a slot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like she it. could she could do that role in her sleep is the weird thing. Yeah. It's <laughs> such a typical performance. She's and, good. I liked Cruella. I liked watching it with my kids, but best actress. Wow. Yeah. And then Rachel okay. Ziegler for West Side Story, which everyone said for a debut performance. Everyone's raving really about. Everyone's raving about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That, that I know. I know a lot of people who like musicals. She again, sounds like just, a songbird. Incredible. Voice. Yeah. And not just to talk about diversity thing, but it would be nice to have somebody who, because I mean, most of the front winners are white actresses for lead actresses, so it would be nice to have some yeah. representation. Wow, yeah, I only just know it's, like, it's all like the whitest of the white. We got yeah. Jessica Chastain, Nicole Kidman. Like, y'all, y'all didn't even go white, y'all went pale. <laughs> I, I still think of that joke from the Oscars where Jessica Chastain reads the mean tweet where it says, I want to white balance my TV off of her because <laughs> she's so freaking white. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I've listened to the soundtrack though, and I'm rooting for Zegler as well. So. Yeah, no, I still I, I listen to the soundtrack too. I'm like most of the singing and the acting that I hear in here, other than Ansel Elgort's, is really really good. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her, her voice is beautiful. Yeah. Everybody listen. She's the new Rachel Wise voice. I <laughs> prophesied this in dreams. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, why don't we jump to supporting actor then? Which you know, one of the few double nominees for any movie this year, we had Jamie Dorden and Kieran Hines for Belfast, which admittedly both were really, really good in the movie. Like, I don't think either of them are worthy to win, but they're all both worth getting nominated. I'm looking at the list. Are they playing the same character? No, so <laughs> just so, like, a, like a two different time periods. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's he's playing the dad, Jamie Dorden, and then Kieran Hines is the grandfather. So, but the they never they don't ever say oh, their okay, names so yeah, in the pot, movie. Pot. Man. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the thing. They, they don't say anyone's names in the movie. So it's Ma, Pop, yeah. Pa, and... Even their mannerisms are similar like a father and sons would be. It's a wild yeah, yeah. performance. No, but they're mm-hmm. they're both great. Uh, then you got Ben Affleck for The Tender Bar, which is the only thing people seem to like in that movie. <laughs> so A movie I've also only heard in the last sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me just say this. Frank from the site enjoyed Ben Affleck's performance. That's the most I know about it. But, but the big thing yeah. is... It's a George Clooney movie, so take for that what you will. Uh, okay. That he directed. Uh, yeah. Direct, when it says directed by George Clooney, that's one thing. That's so sad. George Clooney's had like two good movies that he's directed, and everything else has been utter crap for the most like, part. As an actor, I'm like, sweet George Clooney, awesome. I'm glad he's here. Director? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, then God, also, no, there's. What is this going to be about? How's he going to shame us today? Yeah. It's supposed to be his, like, feel-good movie, too, which is even weirder. You're like, oh, even okay. feel-good, you can't make it work. <laughs> but then uh, you got Troy Kotzer for Coda, which 
I don't know this at all. He's great. He's hilarious. I love this comedic performance. Oh, is this drama? It's it's general. Uh, Supporting, they they Yeah, it's a general category. Oh, okay. Yeah. uh, He's my second favorite on this list because he's he's really a presence of comedic good in the whole movie and also of uh, empathy and understanding, you know? So I like this nomination. And then also one that's not a surprise nomination, but I'm just very... Like, I'm just curious how it's going to go is Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog, which, to be fair, the third act of the movie is entirely on his shoulders and he carries it so well. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. he, he's okay. my he's my favorite to win in this. Oh, yeah. Because that thing is like he's not in the movie as much during the first half. But then once he comes back in, him and Benedict Cumberbatch have like some of the most memorable scenes in the whole movie. <laughs> You're just like, oh. Even the first half, I think he's solid. Oh, sure. I mean, he's only in it for like 10 minutes of the first half. But then the second half, it's sure. all him for the most part. That's right. That's right. It's a it's it's a long movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit of an epic. But yeah, he's it's, great. It's an epic. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, yeah, I think I can't tell who I would pick to win for that. Were you, were you thinking Jesse Plemons instead of McPhee for Power of the Dog? Um, I would have had Jesse Plemons in for one of the other, like maybe replace Ben Affleck for that category kind of thing. You know? Damn. <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, no, no shade to Ben Affleck. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say nothing about that, but <laughs> Jesse Plemons... It, okay. It, you know, when I say the second half is going to make me speed, Jesse Plemons is the other first half thing that's really helping you know anchor the movie, I think. Cause, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Ben- Benedict Cumberbatch is such a dirtbag in that film that you have to have someone to latch onto as a likable character. I think he's there. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite a thing. But then uh, we also got supporting actors here. So, like we said, uh, there's Katrina Balfa in Belfast as Ma. So, there you go. No names for any of these people. <laughs> uh, Ariana DeBose in West Side Story, which I heard she's the, you know, the person everyone was shocked to see. It was like, oh, wow. I don't know who this person is, but she's great. So, mm-hmm. uh, cool. Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog, which, to be fair, she is it's legitimately like, good in that. I've only... The thing is, like, I'm... With this movie, like I said, remember, I'm going in blind. So, like, outside of Benedict Cumberbatch, any new casting that you're saying is news to me. So, like, what do you think? Kristen Dunst is in this? Like, oh, shit, she's in this? Yep. Yeah, that's even funnier because, you know, Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons are married in real life, and they play a couple who get married in the movie, too. So it's like, oh, it's just stuff oh, casting. <laughs> but, yeah, she's... You know, this is probably some of her best work she's ever done. So I definitely would say, I don't know if she's going to win, but she's definitely a worthy nominee. Uh, mm-hmm. Then, like we said, an ingenue Ellis in King Richard. She was great in the movie. She really. Which, I mean, it sounds like she's uh, one of the front runners. I yeah, hope so. I would. I, I would say either. I think. I think she saves the movie. Yeah, I'm not I lying. So she too. saves the movie from it being mm-hmm. typical. Uh, um, I will say that, like, I've loved her since Undercover Brother. Oh, right. She was in that. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's just the girl. Well, because I remember she got a big boost in uh, when they see us, I believe. Right, that was one of her big breakout roles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's nice to see her getting. Was she in Beale Street? Uh... Yes, she was. She was in Beale Street. She was what's his name? Uh, Stephon James's uh, mom, the one who was like the super religious one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I totally so she's been that. amazing a long time then. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to see someone getting their due, Uh, and then also someone getting their due is Ruth Nega for passing. Which, I heard this movie. I heard it was good, but I'm surprised that it got a little attention, like not that much attention, at least from the Golden Globe. Yeah, I I don't really know anything about this movie other than it's directed by Rebecca Hall. That's the big big thing about it. And then Ruth Nega has been tossed around for nominations because it's her and uh, Tessa Thompson. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both amazing, so, beautiful. That might be one of those things where it's pop. It could get nominated, but it may likely be one of those dark horses that just barely misses because it's supporting yeah. actress. There's a bunch of other nominees or contenders here that didn't get nominated, so it's going to be a tight race. I, I think the them. topic of the movie just makes people, especially white people, uh, very uncomfortable. <laughs> like, oh, look, there's there's Ruth Nega. She plays someone who could pass as a white person in the fifties. Does that look interesting? And a lot of white people will be like, I, I don't, I don't know what that means. Passing, I, I've never heard of that term. <laughs> I wasn't uh, thinking Zend- that. Zendaya but... is a black actress. I know that. Listen, Justin, not you, but other people. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not accusing you. I'm, sure. I'm just trying to say, it's not all white people. But to be fair, I, I don't know what that's supposed to be, Justin. <laughs> but uh, I mean, also, it's like, oh, yeah, it's for white audiences directed by a white woman, too. So just yeah, yeah. It's, it's only it's only ninety minutes. It's on Netflix in Canada. I don't know about other uh, countries. It is in America but... too. It's, yeah, a it's, nef- yeah. it's a Netflix release. Oh, it's a Netflix original. Yep. Yeah, it's a Netflix original. Okay. Yep, cool. yep, yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's one of those ones where I'm curious about it. I maybe I'll catch it just as a big, you know, catch up thing that I'm doing. But we'll mm-hmm. see, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I, I like all these actresses. So. Yeah, no, all these runs are pretty good nominees. I would say, you know, most like I mean, especially Katrina Balfa, she was really good in this, and I think Kirsten Dunst definitely deserves to be nominated. I don't think she'll win, but mm-hmm. her and Anjanou Ellis definitely should also make that list. Like, honestly, I think that's the only one who I'm concerned about is Ruth Nega. Like, she's the one where. She could make it, but then there's like you know three other people who go. But I don't. I don't think she will, unfortunately. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. But I mean, we'll I like see. Yeah, she is an Oscar. Oh no, I do. I like her a lot, dude. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see Preacher? Uh, which one? Oh, Preacher. Yeah, she was great in that. Preacher. Yeah, yeah the show. Dude, she's great on that. Yeah, show. I didn't care for the show a lot, but I liked all the actors in it for sure. So yeah, yeah. Uh, now we get, we'll just wrap up with a couple of these ones for Golden Gloves. But best director. We got mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, which, like I said, I think it's the best thing he's done outside of the Shakespearean movies. Uh, Jane Campion for the, for the Power of the Dog, which, yep, it's one of the best things she's done in a while. Mm-hmm. Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Lost Daughter, which, wouldn't that be something she got nominated <laughs> out of the blue? Just like, mm-hmm. Maggie Gyllenhaal for directing. There we go. <laughs> That'd be crazy if she won. She got that award, picked it up, and was like, Taylor, I'm going to get that dress back to you, or scarf, whatever it was in the song. Oh, right. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, then we got Steven Spielberg for West Side Story, which kind of came out of the blue, but it was those things where nobody was predicting it early on because nobody had seen West Side Story. So Did this get delayed because of Pandemic 2? Yeah, that was supposed to come out last year. So Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, good for them. And then Denny Villanueva for Dune, which, you know what? It's one of those things where it's definitely going to get either a Best Picture and or a Best Director nominee. So and either would be deserved. I feel. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I think it, like he if he does if anything Dune gets, it's like visual effects for sure. Oh, and it's then, like the those two that you mentioned, like the Best Picture, Best Director. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it'll get any acting noms, but it'll <laughs> get a bunch of technical shit, and then like the main director and p- picture noms. I could see that happening. Yeah, uh, but no, I think it, it, to me personally, this is Jane Campion's category to lose. But mm-hmm. all these are so pretty too. worthy nominees, I would say. Yeah, the performances, the direction of Power of the Dog kept me going. Because oh, it's yeah. a very long, very dense movie. Um, I hate saying you have to pay attention because why aren't yeah, you paying you attention to the movie you're watching? Yeah, <laughs> That should go without saying, right? Yeah. And no, but that's what the, the way it all comes together. I wish in the it was end playing in a theater so I could watch it that way because like, yeah. watching it at home. Yeah. A, a, a distraction-filled environment. I don't like that. <laughs> right, like like it, it was rough for me because I had to wait till all my kids were asleep, which can mm-hmm. range anywhere from eight thirty to two in the morning. You know, so. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, so. we we picked a very good like block of time to watch that one. And to be fair, like I said, it is one to pay attention to because it's 
layered with subtext. Like, there's a bunch yeah. of stuff they don't spell out for it's you, wonderful. and it's literally all within what you're seeing on screen kind of thing, you know? So it's definitely one of those you have to just watch carefully, pay attention, and let yourself feel it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Dune I was able to watch with my kids, and that actually put them to sleep. But I... I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's doing a babysitter movie? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so then for best screenplay, we got Licorice Pizza from Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, Belfast, Kenneth Branagh, Jane Campion, who wrote The Power of the Dog, Adam McKay for Don't Look Up. Why? Okay. <laughs> and also Aaron Sorkin for Being the Ricardos. Why? <laughs> I don't. I'm fine with anybody but the last two. I know, Please right? don't. <laughs> Why, why does Aaron Sorkin always look so angry? Well, him and because Adam he knows, because, because he knows he ain't shit no more. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the nomination photos, and they all look like, you know, kind of suave, kind of debonair. Adam McKay kind of looks a little smug, but Aaron Snorkin, Sorkin looks like he's, like, growling at the person who took his photograph. Yeah, because he's like, people don't understand how genius my fucking writing is, even though it is, like... <laughs> After, like, I feel like after Social Network, he peaked at Social Network and was just like, I'm just going to do this most smug, glad-handed bullshit that I could do. Like, fucking the newsroom. I, did you guys ever watch the newsroom? Oh, I've only seen clips no. of it. Yeah. I, I saw the pilot, but that it was it. genuinely one of the worst shows I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. I hate this sh- Like, it's an amazing cast with some of the worst writing he's ever done. Wow. It's the most wow. glad-headed, wow, wow, wow. like, smug bullshit ever. Like, if there's any scene I need you guys to watch when you guys, like, are done with this, is to watch a scene where they find out, where they announce to the people on the plane that Osama bin Laden is dead. It is the worst shit ever. <laughs> because <Ooh>. it's like, <laughs> because like, the guy who's, like, who works at the news station is like, we just reported the news. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brother. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked I, Moneyball. I liked the first half of Molly's games. That, that's yeah, Moneyball was a good script that he, he upright that. Uh, Steve Jobs, I thought he wrote that pretty well, but anything he's directed has been insufferable. I I, yeah, like. d- if he directs it, I know it was going to be dogs. <laughs> Trial of Chicago 7's a chore. And it's a horrible ending of a movie. Oh, which I one? hated Trial of Chicago 7. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. Chris loves it, but. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> come on. <laughs> what what was like, that? Those what are he's people's good, he's lives. good, but what he's bad, he's the worst. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. Yeah, I yeah, I just don't care for uh, stuff. I like Jane Campion in this as well. I'll just say that. Yeah, no, she's mm. her or... Well, no, actually her. I think she's my favorite for this to win of these five. I'm so unfamiliar with her work. I gotta <laughs> sit down and watch and, and I love Belfast. Belfast is in my top five, but... Yeah, the power of the well, dog. Yeah, you know, Belfast's writing is that it's very episodic. It's very Roma, like you said earlier, Shaq. It's just it's, yeah. it's Roma in Ireland, pretty much. <laughs> but that's kind of to its advantage. You know, it's very like episodic. You know, moments. Well, in a that that life. cute kid could also say anything, and the story works. You know. Oh, that big kid was adorable. He was so yeah. sweet. <laughs> so right, writing or not, the mm, was it the screenplay or was how adorable this kid is? I don't know. It's a little bold. But, yeah, yeah, but to be true. fair, then the rest of the categories for film are kind of, you know, expected stuff. It's original score, you know, it's French Dispatch, Encanto, Power of the Dog, Parallel Mothers, and Dune. Which is, I, like, all I'll say about the score okay. is that lady who be singing her ass off on the Dune score better win that shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Ye
like, yo, bro, you going crazy. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, the Power of the Dog score is really good. Like, I'm surprised Spencer wasn't yeah. nominated because Johnny Greenwood not, did like a one-two punch with music this year. Uh, I agree with you there as well. I brought up that score earlier and I'm kind of sad it's not here. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, also, best original song. I ain't heard of any of these songs. I, well, except oh, let me check. Let me check. I just rewatched it like not too like we're talking like less than a week ago. That song is kind is pretty boring. Which like one? I like Billie Eilish. Oh, but oh, like yeah. that song is pretty boring. Yeah, that sounds like a Bond, Bond song. Though. Have been kind of sucky uh, outside of Skyfall. It's like okay, Spectres won, even though it won the Oscar. It's like uh. <laughs> Spectres is so bad. <laughs> I don't remember I, the Spectre. It's so one. bad, and you could tell the point when it turns bad. Oh yeah. It's weird that he won the Oscar, and that pretty much killed that dude's career. Like, like after he won the Oscar, he was the most hated singer. Oh, Sam Smith? He's still, like, he's still working, but, like, no one likes it. <laughs> well, I it was yeah. especially bad that he tried to say, like, I think I'm the first gay man to win this category. I'm like, bruh, <laughs> Elton John is in the audience. Like, don't, don't add first into your thing if you don't know for sure. <laughs> right? That is so risky. I am the first gay man. No gay man has ever won an Oscar. Not one. Not Stephen Sondheim or <laughs> Sean or any of those people. Back Wait, in the questions, man. There's this, here's like there's this sketch on SNL that happened when Simu Liu showed up, and it was like him and Bo and yeah talking about how they're the first Asian to do blank, and it's sort of like that, but it's so much funnier than than that. <laughs> Uh, I've not seen that. I, lo- one, I love the Encanto music, so yeah, I don't know which song this one is. I haven't seen it yet. I uh, haven't it's either. On but Plus now, so I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Uh, uh, King Richard's song was a thing. It's Beyonce, so it was fine. Beyonce's song. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's that's, a, that's probably the front. That's runner, yeah. It's the most Beyonce song that's ever been made. <laughs> um, <laughs> the one from Belfast with Van Morrison was, you know, it's one of the things where it was an opening credit song. So it's like, yeah, it's it's a nice little quiet. Not terribly unique, but still good kind of song. Uh, yeah, it's fine. And then I'm amazed people remembered Respect came out this year too because I got nominated. I, I yeah. honestly forgot. Like my mom watched it, year. and I was like, I forgot you watched this. How is it? Well, we if Jennifer two... Hudson sings the song. I I love it. Yeah. I love how is it? We had two Aretha Franklin things that nobody remembered came out this year. This one. There was and... a second right. Aretha Franklin thing. Yeah, the TV show oh, they genius, did with right? um uh what's her name uh gosh it it was the Genius season with Aretha uh, that they yeah. did. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. Genius Aretha with um, Cynthia Revo. That's who it was who, who played it. Oh, Cynthia boy. Revo. Okay. All right. Yeah. Two different things Aretha Franklin. Nobody remembered that came out this year. Yeah. All right. Oh, <laughs> incredible voices as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, foreign language film. It's pretty much the, the bottom four here uh, Drive My Car, Hand of God, Hero, and Parallel Mothers are going to make the Oscar shortlist. I'm pretty sure. So it's all that fifth mm-hmm. slot, which I don't think Compartment Six will fill because. I don't know anyone's heard of that movie, even, <laughs> so. No. Uh, and then animated feature. This reminds me how much I didn't watch animated features this year, because you got Encanto, Flea, Luca, My Sunny Mod, which I've never heard of, and The Ray of the Last Dragons. And somehow yeah. Mitchells and the Machines did not make this list. I don't know. <laughs> which kind of sucks, because I feel like it's better than, like, cause, like, I liked Ryan the Last Dragon to an extent, but, like, Mitchells and the Machines is so much better than this. <laughs> No, yeah, Encanto's my favorite of this, but Mitchell's, yeah, Mitchell's is uh, incredible. Yeah, also no love for Bell, which I hear is great too. So for what? Uh, Bell, the new one from the guy who did. Yeah, it's Mamoru Hosoda who did Mirai. Nice. Uh, the, the last one. Well, that should be on here. Dude, 
No, listen. Yeah. Mamoru Hosoda also made Digimon the movie. Yep. That is my guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was his first feature film. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. And then he did Summer Wars, which is literally just Digimon without the Digimon. Yep. And it's even better. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he wanted a second shot at it. You know, it's just like, I can do this. I can get it right. He was like, listen, let me do War Games twice. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, was always, I always heard Wolf Children was really good, too. I need to check that one out. So, But, yeah, I'm amazed at that. So this e- category kind of sucks. Yeah, it's actually. out huge ones. Animated films outside of, like, a couple films like that wasn't really that impressive. Like, <laughs> I would like this, to see Flea. Dude, this is the best animated feature category sponsored by Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's three it's they have three slots on here. They're yeah. greedy motherfuckers. Oh, Mitchell's vs. the Machines was so inventive and beautiful too. That's yeah, awkward. So yeah, that's all the Golden Globe stuff. I mean, that took up most of this recording here, I'm sure. But I mean, what? Yeah. Power of the Dog and Belfast both got nominated for seven awards this year. So that was pretty impressive. Uh, and then you know everything else was just kind of a smattering kind of stuff. Uh, it's. It's an okay list. I... I the thing is, is I really don't... Like, normally around the... Not even around this time, but normally, there's still, like, one that's, like, a clear front runner where, like, this shit is just about to dominate. Like, by this time, we already knew that Nomadland was basically winning everything last year. Did we? Because um, I feel like it was still a little up in the air, even by last year. I No, I, <laughs> I would say that Nomadland was still, like, a big front runner at that point. There was, like, a big heavy hitter was, like... Nomadland and maybe like a couple other things, but this year I don't know what really is like the dominant thing. I think it's right, going to be same. between Belfast or Power of the Dog for best picture. It's I, thing, be they have two. the most, but I don't know how. Like I don't know. I don't feel like Belfast might get that much. It'll get a lot of nominations. That I'm not doubting at all. Oh sure. I don't know how many wins it'll get between that and then Power of the Dog. Like if I if I had to pick, I would say Power of the Dog is going to be the most likely winner, just because. It's Jane Campion who's got a legacy with, you know, the piano and a lot of films she was did before mm. kind of thing. Like, Kenneth Branagh, he made the most crowd-pleasing movie of the year, in my opinion. But she definitely, sure, yeah. you know, she she made the film that's made to be a Best Picture winner, essentially. Like, it, when you think of Oscar w- movies, this is that type of movie kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, can we scooch on in and put some Spider-Man No Way Home in there? You know... <laughs> That one, I would say that if it was going to get anything, it's a visual effects contender. May not may not be a winner, but it's definitely mm. possible. Because we got three Marvel films. Oh, no. Well, okay. Three Marvel films that are worth being nominated, and then also Black Widow, which nobody cared about. So No, but, but, no, no, no. But, like, we're talking, like, the best picture, because with that whole thing of, like, hey, they're going to push No Way Home for, like, a best picture Oscar. And I'm like, Feige wants that shit bad. And I want to say, <laughs> fuck off with that shit. Like, as much as I enjoyed No Way Home... He could fuck off with that. No Way Home is great. It's just not a Best Picture movie. It's not an Oscar movie. No. Well, I, I still haven't seen it. But what really? what if they they did a deep deep fake cut surprise? Uh, Defoe gets in for uh, the card counter. If Defoe gets he was like for the card Defoe counter. I said supporting for the card I'd counter. Be fine with that because he's <laughs> yeah. so good at it. Well, <laughs> well, there you go. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> like he he just seems like he's overdue and. That would be a huge win, and would make Fe- that would make Feige happy, right? To be like, yeah, that's right, Oscar that, performance no, in a no, Marvel he wants film. The big one, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, the the closest they got was Black Panther for Best Picture. So yeah, he saw. That's yeah, true. he got that taste yeah. one time, and he's like, <laughs> like even before No Way Home, they were the pushing hard for Shang Chi because like he even took out like an article in uh, I think it's like Variety when they do like four year consideration ad campaigns. They were gonna do that with Shang Chi until No Way Home came out. 
Well, because Shang-Chi is good. I liked it, but Spider-Man was definitely the best of the Marvel films that came out this well, year. Shang-Chi well, could have been a... Weak-ass Phase 4. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This, this phase of Marvel movies has not been very impressive. This is mid. Like, yeah, like the TV stuff has been more impressive with like Loki and stuff like that, but... That's the thing. I only liked Loki and WandaVision. Everything else, I was just like, whatever. I liked yeah, Hawkeye, but it wasn't the best of the... It wasn't the best, and people love Falcon and Winter Soldier and that shit. Honestly, it bored me for like. Thank you. I, I thought I was the only one. I didn't like it either. <laughs> like the stuff that they tried to address, I think was very cool, and interesting. But they never ever did anything with it. No, it never felt. It no, felt I, don't, I don't think they it really felt really it. surface level. I'm talking about like the whole thing yeah. in terms of like treatments of black soldiers, like the whole thing with like Isaiah, the uh, Isaiah Bradley character. Yeah, no, that yeah. was one of the best parts of the show, and they it got That's like great, maybe but they episodes. barely do anything with it. Yeah, because then they spend yeah. it with the freaking terrible villain and the terrible plot that they had around it. So, but yeah, oh, you know, scary girl from Solo is going to be the main bad guy well, in the story. Yeah, and were any of you even interested in who the power broker was? I forgot no. the power broker I was even that a thing instant, by the the instant that that character showed up. <laughs> it's like it's her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that wasn't really. Well thought out. Well, I don't know. I, fact, I still haven't seen Eternals or No Way Home, to be uh, honest with you. Eternals, man. That's, uh, You're really not missing much of Eternals. Like, no. It's so pretty, <laughs> but like, no. That's so weird. It's like, why, okay, I see why they thought they would get something with that director, but it's like, yeah, but this is not a movie that she's comfortable making. This is definitely not in her like, wheelhouse. It's very clear that they only use her for like, a, essentially for the name. Yeah. And not like the actual direction because it feels like okay as much as it's a Chloe Zhao like the the vistas and everything the actual movie is like no this is Marvel made this like not her <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's weird for me to think how Chloe Zhao's slice of life and humanity would work in a controlled comic book film narrative it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I will say bad. there's one scene. With, like, uh, the super speed, like, the Makari, she beats the brakes out of somebody, and it's the coolest shit. Like, we're talking, like, this and the Flash. I was like, listen, the Speedsters got their day this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the thing, too. Like, I'm surprised. I mean, technically, the movie already came out once before, but no one's been passing around the new Justice League for visual effects, because I feel like those visual effects for the new version were They're pretty really good, good, actually. I haven't seen that either. They're really good, but I also don't want to give any awards consideration to it. Not because of the movie, but because the fan base is so garbage. Like, well, I don't sure. want to give them it's, any it's more toxic, than they already yeah. have. Sure. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't care about the fan base stuff, but I will say, credit, credit due, Zack Snyder's Justice League was a huge improvement over the previous Oh, Justice dude. It's in, like, surprisingly, it's somehow, I think it's in my, like, top 15, if not the top 10. It's It, it might be in the top 10, but might get pushed out, but it's very close, but it's in there. I was like, Watching it, I was astounded. <laughs> like, it's not like it's not just it's slightly better. This is a completely different ass movie. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, like, the fact yeah. that they I understand why Ray Fisher was going crazy about it because he's the main character. <laughs> That's the thing. I was shocked that it's like they gave a whole plot line to Cyborg where you're like, oh. Well, that changed everything about how the story goes. <laughs> like, like, that's why I understand. Like, I don't even hate the Whedon version. Like, I didn't. But I was like, man, he did you dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty bad. But, but I mean, look, if you have four hours to spare, it's definitely worth your time. But it is a four-hour behemoth of a movie. For oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I guess it, no. in terms of, like, also Rand's kind of thing, because, like, you know, just we're writing down now. There's a few other things where... I guess it's going to be hard for Nightmare Alley to get any attention outside of, like, technical categories. Oh, it's, 
it's done for essentially. Yeah. Disney sunk that themselves. Disney, here's the thing. Disney dumped this movie. Yeah. Like it's a fine movie, but like Disney straight up dumped it because the fact that they put this out on the same day as No Way Home and just said "fuck it," all right. What were you thinking? Well, well, it looks kind of like an Eldritch horror, and I was hoping that that would take off because I love that kind of creepy, ghouly, in the dark, but also everywhere, all around paranoia type of stuff. So, yeah, and that's the thing is like it's probably a fine movie. Like I haven't seen it yet exactly, but it's like. I mean, it's probably going to only really get any attention in, like, art set decoration stuff. Because I always heard that it's really, really pretty to look at. That's the biggest thing about it, kind of thing. Uh, you know, and then other than that, I will say that I know I just love Tick, Tick, Boom so much. But I hope it gets some push for Best Picture, honestly. You know? Me like, too. Yeah. yeah. I think it might. That's yeah, my it's, favorite. It's one of those things where, obviously, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Like, Shaq's, probably. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a really, really well-made movie. So, hopefully, it gets more attention than just only Andrew Garfield. Even though he's the best part yeah. about it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, I feel like there's some people who get, like, maybe minor attention. Like, come on, come on. Probably only going to get, like, a screenplay of attention, if that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the French Dispatch, probably just music, probably just maybe like costume design. That's about it, kind of thing. Yeah, it's been like really down stuff, on right? that. Yeah, that's a shame. It's like I like Wes Anderson when he's on in point, but I guess this one was just not very on point because nobody's been talking about it really. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Although, funny fact, uh, I guess we just have a really big Wes Anderson population of fans here in Idaho because it's been playing at our indie theater for like three months straight. More than any movie that's been out. Yeah, I guess people just really like Wes Anderson here. I can't. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the last duel probably is not going to get any attention that I'm seeing for like. Yeah, duel. Duel is also just like uh, Nightmare Alley. It's done. Yeah, Disney also buried it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is there any other like notable contenders that we missed here, or do you think this is pretty much the set list that we got? That's pretty much it. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I'd, I'd say my my snub parade is. Uh, I said this on the review. Jason Isaacs yes. I pre- predicted would get snubbed for Mass, as well as I'm hoping Martha Mass Plimpton, gets... which I'm surprised she got snubbed. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked that, like, I hope Ann Dowd gets some supporting actor attention for this. But, yeah. I mean, at most, it'll probably get a screenplay nomination. That'll be it for Mass. Which, yeah. I don't know if you saw that one, Shaq. I did not. Oh, Brad and I reviewed it. Uh, basically, it's a four-man acting piece film about... Uh, a f- two families, one of which who had the son who was a mass shooter at a school, and then one of them who was a victim, and they both died in this situation. Oh and, shit! Yeah, it's it's literally an hour and a half long dramatic acting piece about the you know the discussion about yeah. how to handle tragedy. It's it's intense, but it's one of the best acted and written movies I've seen all year for sure. So yeah, Jeez. and it was it was written by. The dude who's the stoner from Cabin in the Woods, Frank Cran. Oh, Frank Cran. I, you know, I did hear about this. I did hear about this. <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. No, that would be great. Uh, and then, other than that, I would just say, hey man, don't sleep on Pig. From what I hear, just let Nicolas Cage get uh, be, in, be let him be in talks for Best Actor for everybody. So, yeah. You know? <laughs> it's kind. It's kind of his. It's hard to say best performance in years because I think a lot of people ignore Nicolas Cage anyways because he's kind of a meme now, and. Uh, <laughs> But I pigs in my top five. Also, it's a wonderful movie, and it's I definitely an, need to a compelling, like an insane Nicolas Cage performance, but somehow grounded in reality. It's a trip. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I think other than that, that's probably all I got to say about stuff to look out for. I mean, you you see the stuff in the Golden Globes. It's pretty much 
that stuff and then a few other things in the wings. Like, I think the BAFTAs, once those get uh, announced, it'll be a little bit more clear of a picture, provided yeah. they don't mm-hmm. keep delaying the BAFTAs like they do. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that's all I got to say for this recording. Anything else that we missed? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good job, yeah. everybody. Cool. So then, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just great to talk about this stuff again with you guys. It's been too long, so... <laughs> Man, it's I miss doing this. Once he got back into the swing of things, I'm like, man, I really did miss this. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, thank you everybody for listening. And yeah, we'll probably be back a little bit more frequently, at least for the next few months. But Shaq, where can they find you on the internet, man? All social media is Shaq Excellence. S H A K Excellence. Uh, that means Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch. Mainly those last two. I've been I've been working on stuff over there. Yeah, a TikTok. I've been like, I'm dude. I'm almost at twenty k followers on TikTok, and that's fucking sick. Woo, um, and on. I only just recently hit Twitch affiliate, which means I can start doing subscri- uh, subscriptions and stuff. So like, I know for twenty twenty two, one of my big things is to up my streaming game and like do it consistently and have like cool overlays and stuff like that. So those are gonna be in the works in the near future. So check those out. Nice. And uh, yes. Yeah. Nice. And also, sequels, always. S-E-E-Q-U-E-L-S. Hey, excellent. So you guys going to be back on track for recording those? Hopefully soon. Like, what? For some, this year has been the year of one of us dealing with some real shit. Yeah. Before it was me, now it's Ale. And then I, hopefully Tara doesn't have to deal with more shit that she, than we already do. But, like, thankfully, like, we're all still cool. Like, we just haven't recorded because we've been busy and just life has been in the way. Yeah. But we hope to record again at some point. Cool. Well, then, uh, Bradley. Uh, you can catch me on the Screener Squad. I'm also on Twitter, uh, Bradley of Martin, at Bradley of Martin. There's no E. That's it. Yep. Yeah, you can find me here on oneofus.net. You can find me on Facebook. I don't post much, but I do have Messenger, so you can message me if you need it. And... No, that's about it. So, <laughs> I, I've been a little, uh, not antisocial, but I've been taking a social break on a few things. But I'm trying to get back into swing on a couple things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you all so much. And we'll be back probably in a couple weeks to talk more about this stuff. So, see ya.